Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. And that's it. Two of us today. <laughs> yeah, and then silent. We needed a cricket noise. Yeah. There. That would be perfect. Andrew's here. He's just not going to uh, say anything. Yeah. He's, he's in protest. It's his birthday and he felt like he didn't have to come in. Like, what is this even? And we insisted. We said, you're going to sit there on your birthday. He's, he's in the corner passed out. He's in the room. We're just like yeah. poking him every 10 minutes. He's got a birthday hat on. That would be, it's just the dunce hat that we put birthday on. And we're like, hey... Yeah, we almost had Lee here. We almost had Ian here. Anya is doing school stuff. Everyone's selfish, man. Anya's got more stories to tell us about the harsh world of dating. Yeah, and we don't want to like... I don't know if we should have like seen if we were allowed to discuss her dating life without her and then... I told her that's all we do. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That tricks her into having to listen to the podcast. And it's not always podcast related. You know, sometimes we just talk about Anya for the whole day. You (laughs) know, it's just great. That's our lives. I wonder if I put Anya cast 173 or whatever. Yeah. How soon she would notice. If at all... It is Tuesday, September 18th, recording a couple days earlier than normal because Gwen's parents are coming to town, so I'm going to be all booked up last Wednesday, Thursday, In Love Is It? In Love Is It. Ah. It's a good weekend. We'll talk about it a bit later, but we got some movies that I think can bring the in-laws too, because sometimes they come and it's like, oh, they don't want to watch Texas Chainsaw (laughs) Massacre. Yeah, yeah, we've we've had some weird ones the last like six months that we're just like, hey, bring them to the last movie. But it did mean, when was this, a year ago, two years ago, we brought them to... What was it called? Iron Sky? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. And her dad is fine with that. And okay. I was a little worried about her mom. But yeah. it was fine. It worked. Her, her mom still hasn't seen, I think, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Because she's one of those grown-ups who was like, oh, that's not my thing. Like, too kid-like. And I keep on being like, no, it's really good. Yeah. That <laughs> but, was, especially, like, because I could see if she was like, oh, I bet the second one's not nearly as good. And it's like, yeah. okay. But the first one... I mean, it's definitely more of a, like, more straight comedy than the Marvel stuff had been to that point. I mean, they all had comedy, but that was the first, you know, straight up. It's tough, because you never know with, although obviously Gwen and I are (laughs) grown-ups. So you say. There is still that when you're going to a movie with parents or with in-laws, and I think I've told this before, but years ago my mom said there was a... There was a movie coming up, and I, and I think it was something. It was something racy, but she had heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah. And as a person in my thirties, I looked at her and was just like, "I don't want to sound immature, but I'm not going to this movie with you. Yeah. You can go with your other friends, yeah. but I don't want to be sitting beside you while some crazy scene is going on yeah. on the screen. I'll, so, I'll get you in and then leave for sure. But yes, <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, I watched Titanic with my mom, and and it's not even that bad of a movie. You know, for that, you know, there's that one scene one with the scene, sketching, yeah. and I'm like, okay. And, and even that scene is really not that bad, but it's just when you're, you know, I was, what, that was 97, I think. Yeah. So I was like 15. So. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like one of the worst times, like when you're not even moved out of the house yet, and you're just like, I still have to deal with this. Yeah, I can't. It could be 20 years from now, and I, I will still be not wanting to sit beside. And everybody has good stories about this, and we've talked about it before, but. I remember Gwen, I don't think I've mentioned this before, Gwen said she walked in the room once, and if I'm getting this right, started watching a movie that they were already watching, or vice versa. Okay. And it ended up it was Zack and Miri make a porno. Ooh. Because when it, if you just walk in at a certain point, it's a nice Seth Rogen romantic comedy yeah. you know and then you're like oh no it's a porno movie and even better is the Walmart copies are just Zack and Miri that's right they wouldn't yeah. let them sell it as make a porno so you could easily have been like hey let's you know I don't know anything about this movie Zack and Miri it can't have it's anything so to do with pornography you might hear 
in the background. Actually, I just went and turned it down because it's a loud film and somebody complained. But you might hear eighth grade in the background. And I love eighth grade. It's an interesting phenomenon, though, because it's a movie about 12-year-olds that 12-year-olds can't go see by themselves. Man. And it just happened. And it's one of those things where I would like to let it pass and look the other way. But the off chance that parents of these two kids are Puritans or angry or spiteful. Or if they're sting operation people, too. Yeah, yeah. That does happen. Could be 21 Jump Street. Yeah, we don't know. So these two 12-year-olds came in because our cutoff for kids is 12. So they must have been 11 or 12. But they could have easily passed for 14. There's a certain age sometimes where, you know, even you don't know if someone's 15 or 25 sometimes, you know. So they came in and they said two kids tickets, which means they're 12 or under. And I shrugged inside and was like, I'm sorry, but it's 14A, which means under 14 needs a parent or somebody over 18. And they didn't cause a fuss. They just kind of went, oh, okay, and walked out. And I felt like such a horrible adult. (laughs) Especially you of all people. Yeah. You're, you you champions kids sneaking into our movies and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, and I did it, you know. But yeah. if, but if they would have walked up and not minded paying extra, right? I wouldn't have blinked and thought they were fifteen yeah. or fourteen. But they said two kids, and I just kind of had to be, because it has mm-hmm. happened before with Rocky Horror, mm-hmm. which is only fourteen in Canada. It might be restricted Ooh. in the states. Well, I'm not sure. Because it's pretty. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we've had. It was a couple of years ago. Had a complaint of you let my 15 year old into a restricted movie yeah and we got to say back no it's only rated 14 i'm sure they might have been looking at imdb or right, like yeah. something and we're like no it's only 14 here your kid's allowed to come yeah sorry you know? like, i think you're blaming the wrong person here exactly. it might be your kid but anyway but it all comes down to this weird censorship not censorship because the ratings board is adamant about saying, we're not censoring. You can release your X-rated film. You can release your R-rated film. You could take stuff out and then we'll stamp it with a less than R-rated thing. Mm -hmm. So it's this weird mix because I always think of Shining as an example where Shining is restricted. Right. So at Halloween, when if you're a teenager, if you're 15, 16, 17 and want to come see The Shining, you can't. Yeah. But Especially if you admit your age. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. But you could walk into the library and get the book or the DVD of the movie. So it's it's this weird thing where, and I don't want them to be, but books don't have a stamp on it saying this is R. Movies do at libraries or on streaming services, but Mm -hmm. that doesn't matter. Yeah, and they don't police the sections, you know. It's not like they're going to keep... Yeah. I definitely read stuff when I was younger where it was just like a lot of Stephen King stuff. Oh, Where it has like a lot of sex and like not all of them, but you know, there's some graphically written sex stuff and like, and not even to mention the gore. And I just even remember as a teenager reading it, I'm just like, oh, I'm not supposed to read this. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I remember that. So it's this weird problem you have where i would just let them in yeah but you just think and probably parents are fine you know but it's just i imagine three hours later a parent coming in and wagging a finger in my Mm -hmm. face but so that happened just moments ago and it's the first time that's happened i think since two or three halloweens ago where it happened on the shining night yeah where very funny a clearly 14 year old a 14 year old looked like an eight year old yeah came in and with like a (laughs) simpsons voice was like one for The Shining, please. <laughs> and I looked at him and, and just went, I'm sorry, you have to be 18 to get yeah. into this. And then he went back and talked to his friends, and they were all in good spirits. They laughed, and one of them came back and went, how close was he to getting it? And I just went, not close at all. I was like, did and, they pick him because he yeah. was the most old-looking one? It like, was funny, but <laughs> I was like, not even close, man. I'm sorry. But I just, you know, it's sometimes on a busy night, and especially if you're 16 
you probably look 18. And so few films are rated R in Canada anyhow. Yeah. So it doesn't happen very often. You yeah. Know, but it always makes me feel bad. <laughs> and, and it's totally possible that someone could come and be like two kids tickets and, and whoever's working just doesn't even think of it. And it exactly. Goes, and it's just what it is. And then after the fact, you're like, wait a minute. What's that? Something's wrong. And what's right. funny is a lady was standing right behind these kids as they left. And I said just what I said to you. I said, oh, I feel bad. And she said, oh, I would have let them come in with me. But that causes another oh, problem. Man. On a few levels. Yeah, but. because, okay, she's kind of doing a good cinema nerd deed. Yeah. But then if the parent didn't want them to come see a 14A movie, then we're in trouble, she's in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it's and, all kinds of stuff. And she's long gone at that point, we assume. Like, yeah. I don't know. Or she just takes the kids. They're like, okay, well, this is oh, worse. Yeah. <laughs> we just enabled kidnapping. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's funny. Like I said, it doesn't happen often. But no. right after that, a woman came in with a 12 year old and she was looking and she said not one of the same ones <laughs> no yeah it was like a mom and she she said oh what, what is kids and I said 12 and under and she said oh my kid's 12 and I said it's funny because I've seen the director on a couple talk shows saying that he wants parents especially in the states where it's restricted mm -hmm. to come see the movie with their 8th grader with their ninth grader yeah and that has happened a ton here where it's parents there was once where it was a dad with his two teenage daughters, one 12 and one 14. And it was clearly a dad bringing the kids to a movie they wanted to see. Yeah. Because that's the other thing is, Bo Burnham is popular on the YouTubes. Or so I'm told, yeah. And has two stand-up Netflix specials. Oh, man. So the 14-year-olds all know that. Yeah. And want to come see this movie. Plus, it's all over the media yeah. that it's a actual 8th grader starring in the movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just very and, funny and, that and it's good too. It's, like no, that's the whole so other good. part of it. Yeah. That, you know, it's not like all that can add up to a garbage film. The fact that it's still getting crazy good reviews, and I, it also is making me feel older because there was uh, one. I say girl because honestly, she was girl, but she yes. she was in the other day, and she was like, "Oh, I'm really excited for this movie. Like, I can't believe you know, it feels like it's just yesterday I was watching Bo Burnham on YouTube, yeah. and now he's like, and, and it, it just she was sort of implying like, oh, I feel so old, and I'm just like." Yeah. How old are you even? Like I'm like I'm 36, and I'm like you're just like I I was just watching him on YouTube years ago. I'm like oh my god. And Bo Burnham's a kid. Like I th yeah I think he's 27. I think I heard if I remember correctly. Yeah. So if he's been YouTubing for seven or eight years, he started young. <laughs> yeah. And my only attachment was I was like yeah it's sort of like you know Bieber starting on YouTube as a kid, right. and then and I'm like oh god how old do I sound right now? Like am I even? I don't know. Bieber's like 40, right? I'm how trying. <laughs> We're all trying. That's the the funniest part for me is like you having to turn away people because you want to be like I'm still cool. I have tattoos and like I'm fun. I just I'm doing my job. I've got a Ninja Turtles tattoo yeah. and the kid would be like, "What's a Ninja Turtle?" <laughs> I've got Ghostbusters. Oh no, wait, you've yeah. heard of that, but you think it's only bad because of the right. Okay, yeah, that's that, I deal with that on a daily basis. I feel like I'm especially with school coming back in, and I'm always like, "Oh, yeah, students, like I'm still with it. I still know things." Yeah, we had, and I think it was because of eighth grade, but we've had, I believe, some new Carlton students coming in for the first time, mm, nice. out of towners, because once every what is it once every September or once every late August a whole bunch of people move here from Vancouver or yeah. Winnipeg wherever now with all the social media it's fun because somebody took some pictures and basically was tagged us and said I love this place and took pictures of our toys nice. and of, you know so that's cool. I was someone was doing that today, like multiple people actually, and you're just like, "Can I get you something?" And they're like, "Ah," and they're clicking around. I was like, this, "That's cool too." Whatever. It's on my to do list. Sometime soon, I'm gonna come in in the morning 
and I'm going to take all the toys off the shelf. And then leave forever. And then leave. No. <laughs> and, then, and then wash down that shelf. And any toys that can be washed, yeah. just dunk them in the sink and give them a good wash. And I, I want to take my Batman cereal, which is 29 like years cereal. old and still shakes, still has cereal in it. <laughs> and I need to find somewhere that can re-shrink wrap it. Because the yeah. shrink wrap kind of got a bit gooey because of the popcorn, you know, yeah. because of that. But there's still cereal in it. And it's true. It's Somebody came in for Saturday Morning Cartoons and asked the strange question uh, a couple days ago of, are any of these vintage cereals, or did you get them all new? And oh I was my like, God. I was like, that is that a thing? Is that, can you go on to, can you go on to eBay and get a 1984 box of like Count to, Chocula? To what end even? Like, I don't even, is that, do people just want that? Like, I don't. Because see, it's weird. My Batman cereal is a cross-promotion cereal that came out for Michael Keaton Batman. Right. It's little bat-shaped, I believe, Captain Crunches. I think that's all it is. <laughs> yes. But you take that box and you shake it, it sounds crunchy still. Yeah. So You're intrigued, I know. Like, yeah. He's got that gleam in his eye where he's like, I really want to taste that cereal. I just imagine doing it and it would be like a jackass stunt, you people know? People do that. Like, uh, There's YouTube shows or whatever now yeah. where the people eat gross old things or like a Capri Sun from 78 or something. There's a great, Gwen did a, almost like a flip book it was at Auto Comic Con, I believe the second most recent one. Somebody just as a promotion was if you buy something. Actually, it was Scuzzles, which is a local poster company. Okay. And they were, if you buy something, they were giving out Robocop 2 trading cards. Oh, man. That still had the gum in it. You already had me at Robocop? Yeah. And then you kept going? I'm like, and these Robocop, are all good. <laughs> when's Robocop 2? 1990? Uh, ish. I don't know. That almost feels too late. Because the first one is, believe, 87? Oh, so oh God, the one time, the one time Andrew was right here, now, like, so he opened it up, and my friend Morley, we dared him to eat the gum, and it didn't take a lot of oh arm twisting. Yeah. And we have this great photo montage of him holding the gum, and it just it looks fine, it, uh, a rectangular piece of pink, and he puts it in his mouth, and it's like hmm, intriguing, and you can see his brain going gum, and then it's just this descent into grossness of him yeah. making a face and oh. uh, and. And it wasn't gum. It didn't turn into gum. <laughs> it just... I think it, like, it powdered... It turned into a disaster. I think it, it crunched and powdered, essentially. Oh, my God. But, you know, it didn't kill him. <laughs> God, they weren't even great at the time, though. Like, I mean, I was... Yeah. I had those cards, like, baseball and whatever cards when I was a kid. And, yeah, that like, they were awful at the time. They cut up your mouth then, so I don't even know. And I think now... There's retro baseball cards okay. that have gum in it again. Are they modern players, or is it retro? I think so. But the gum actually comes, not saran wrap, okay. but something, something around yeah. it. And it actually is chewy. It yeah. actually is like, it's like it's like a piece of juicy fruit or something. Okay, yeah, because it used to get the remnants around it on the bottom card. Because it would be yes. behind the card, and you would sometimes have a rectangular shape of gross gum stain. And that's funny. I was just chatting with our... Rocky Horror Mastermind Sam he happened the to be evil mastermind evil mastermind some, some would say as is on his business card yeah it does say that it's not an insult he really loves it evil mastermind Sam <laughs> that we got I think we ended up with 75 boxes of cereal for Saturday morning cartoons yeah because you were you were so sure 70 was oh the magic God. number and it was yeah, not yeah and we went and got 5 or 6 more at Shoppers because there were some on sale so it worked out fine and all we have left is I think a half box of Captain Crunch Sam pointed out, we were chatting about the eternal shame that when we buy 75 boxes of cereal, we don't get 75 toys. It's true. And you donated 
Why did you donate the box? Because you didn't uh, like the cereal? Yeah, it was. Jeez, uh, it's a good thing that my brother and oh, my no. sister-in-law don't listen to this podcast, <laughs> but should. They're going to finally yeah. listen to this one. They brought, okay, so two years ago, they went to the States, and they I think maybe he has family in the States, or there's some random reason, and they brought me back the variety pack of sugared cereals, but the bigger, like, half-box okay. ones. Yeah. And so the, I think it was a three-pack, and, and it had... Whatever, I don't even know. Fruit Brute, we'll say, because it's fun to say. Right. And then so it's like, okay, that was cool. Not gonna lie, they were they were all bad. Like they were just yeah. it's American cereal, they just weren't very good, but it was like cute and fun and, and you know. So then this past year, they come back in and they go to the States again, and then so she asks my wife's sister, my wife's twin sister asks my wife, she's like, Remember what we got you last time? And she literally had to ask me because yeah. she didn't remember what they got last and I was like, You mean the cereal? And she's like, Right, right, right. And so I guess there was a mystery surprise cereal and it ended up being cookie crisp, which is fine, but I have kind of a... I, I feel weird about eating a bowl of, of cookies. Of McDonald's cookies. Yeah, like it's <laughs> yeah. not... They're good. It's fine. And I would eat a bag of them, like not all at once. Yeah. But just to think that you could have a whole bowl of little cookies and you're eating cookie, it just feels weird to me. So they, they may be outstanding. I don't know, but... They did have a color-changing Star Wars spoon. Yeah, that's the coolest. Yeah, and, and so that immediately, like, that was an upsell right there. I knew, I was like, okay, this is a good gift. I'm keeping that spoon. But what the hell am I going to do with these cookie crisps? Because I'm not, I can't do it, you know? And so, it, as it turned out, we had some Saturday morning cartoons. And Somebody ate them. <laughs> I, they were gone in two minutes, no joke. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I opened, and I didn't want to pre-open it, because maybe the toy wasn't in yeah. there. And then someone's like, all right, this is open already. <laughs> and so, yeah, I put them out there. Turn around, talk to Josh for two minutes, and it was empty. Like, no exaggeration. Like, they just, they destroyed it. I think we're lucky to not lose lives in the first 15, 20 minutes. Arms especially. I think kids grab two boxes and just shake them over their heads. It's insane. And people, like, elbows up, shoving in. There was somewhat, there was a box in the theater. Like, my friend told me, like, well, but it was Raisin Bran. Did you buy Raisin Bran? Oh, no, okay. No, that would have been somebody who brought their own Raisin Bran. That's what I said, because they they told me, they were like, I can't believe that person took a whole box. And it was Raisin Bran. I was like, oh, oh, oh. No, Josh would not have bought Raisin Bran. Because I I sent Josh a picture one time when I saw cheap cereal out and about, and it was mainly supposed to be Captain Crunch and Lucky Charms, but there was a Cheerio or a Shreddy. And I, and I was like, hey, should I get some of these? And he, the first thing he said was, avoid those Cheerios. We don't <laughs> want those. And I was I, I'm never planning to get Cheerios. We know what this is. It's because once upon a time, we got a couple of pseudo-healthy cereals, which mm-hmm. still aren't really healthy. And people were furious. <laughs> Actually, it was one with cartoon characters on it, too, like Rice Krispies. Mm-hmm. And people were like... Looked me in the eye and gave me that like pointed their eyes, pointed yeah. their eyes, and then slapped me and then threw. Like, yeah, yeah, it was were, unbelievable. It was furious. So yeah, it's like don't don't get those healthy cereals. It's so strange. On occasion, somebody will say I'm allergic to everything, mm-hmm. or do you mind if? I, and I'm like, no, sure, that's fine by yeah. me. Everyone else is eating cereal anyhow. Yeah, like, bring your muselix in. On a normal night, we wouldn't be like, yeah, bring in your own chocolate bars. Bring in. I mean, people work. have brought in their own popcorn, but that oh, doesn't pools, fly. Yeah, pools. we don't. It's not. It's not a good plan. But, so, Sam pointed out, and this all makes sense, Canada has way stricter food regulations than the States. Mm -hmm. And 20 years ago, whenever they started putting those, and I remember when it happened, on the side of Coke cans, on the side of cereal boxes, that little chart that says calories and this and that. So, that was the point that stopped letting toys be in cereal, because somebody went, we can't have a hunk of plastic in there, Mm -hmm. because it might... Leach into it or something. And I had always assumed... Some poor kid choked on a marble yeah. that came out. That's what I thought it was. But that's what it is. It's, it's Canada has more strict 
food laws for that kind of stuff. Still seems like you'd think there was a way. Uh, well, to I, do it I would think at least, and they don't even seem to do this, but have a promotion with the NHL and have cards on the box that you cut out. Yeah, they ha- used to do that. They I used thought. to have a promotion with Star Wars and same thing. Have cards or when I was a kid, I remember. There was C-3PO cereal mm. that both had a prize inside that I, I believe was cards, <laughs> but had a mask yeah, on the back that you cut out. that's what I was going to say. Like, why not? And nowadays, the thing they do is they just go, oh, it's Star Wars edition, but it's just Ray on a box. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't... Or here's a digital code where you can see a picture of Darth Vader or something online. The nerd of me, which is 95% of my being, is like, <laughs> I got to save the box. And there's yeah. a point that I'm like, I can't save this box. I it's, not, it. it's not good. Yeah. I don't know what the 5% that isn't a nerd of you is. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's maybe say. 99. Yeah, it's, it's far closer. Okay, so let's chat about the week upcoming, which is September 21st through the 27th. Josh's in-law weekend, aka. The in-law weekend. There's actually a ton of stuff, so we might breeze through some of these. But we have... The aforementioned 8th grade is back for a fourth week. Mm-hmm. You might hear that in the background. The score is by a woman named Anna Meredith, who I've okay. fallen in love with. I've been, she only has a couple albums, but on Google Play, she has an 8th grade album and a couple others. And it all sounds like this, kind of okay. John Carpenter-esque keyboard scores. Yeah. But I like her a lot. Very big right now. A new film called The Children Act, which is starring Emma Thompson. And it's a, I think it's like a political drama. Not okay. a political, a law drama. She plays like a judge. All right. So that's her and Stanley Tucci in that one. I couldn't t- when I first saw it, I thought that it was one of those ones where it was like chil- the children are acting and they like reenact oh, famous yeah, movies yeah, yeah. or something. <laughs> like when they did the Indiana Jones with kids. Oh, that was the best. Uh, yeah, because I just see a title and I, and I think, oh, what could that be? Oh, the children act. Finally, yeah. enough grown-ups. <laughs> yeah. It is not about that. <laughs> then we have the sequel, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, mm-hmm. which is... Just proof that we are a grown-up cinema with the illusion of a grindhouse cinema. Yeah. Because it's so funny. We had a meeting. The grown-ups had a meeting recently. (laughs) So Ian and Lee and Cheryl and myself. Oh, man. All the heavy hitters. Cheryl is the partner who... Lee's wife. Yeah. Who is the brains of the operation. So she's making sure everyone gets paid. She is an accountant in real life. Yeah. And it's so funny because the other members of the team there might have been oh, we're, we got the Han Solo movie, or, oh, Summer of 84, or, you know, this cool Midnight Secret movie. Yeah. But when Lee said, I might book Mamma Mia 2 next week, she went, Mamma Mia 2? So it's so funny, the 25% of the owners yeah. who is, like most other people, interested in seeing the Meryl Streep hit film. Yeah, and so, I, I like that she didn't know ahead of time, too. That exactly, He didn't yeah. tip her off or anything. No. So we might get Cheryl to come see that one. But What a cast, though. It's, and it's one of those things where I love that we'll have Mamma Mia on at 7 or the 6.30 show and then a horror movie on after it. And that's what's great about here is that we're, we're nice and diverse. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I joke that if Meryl Streep did a movie a month, which she does like, you know, two a year. <laughs> yeah. There's a crowd of Mayfair patrons who love Meryl Streep and whatever it is, it will, I'm sure we'll have a packed house for the fruit. Yeah, yeah. There's a line all the way down the street. Oh, Andrew would have punched me in the arm <laughs> if he was here. So, yeah. So, Mamma Mia Part 2. With, with everyone with that you've everybody. seen in a movie yeah. in the past 10 years. I love that the tagline could be taken either way, where you're like, Mamma Mia, here we go again. <laughs> like, yeah. just, God. But it'll be fun. Come on out. Then we have weekend family matinees of Incredibles 2, which I'm so glad we got. I haven't seen it yet. If you're a kid, you're going to go see it because you're a kid. Mm-hmm. If you're a cinema nerd, it's from the director of Ratatouille, Incredibles, and Iron Giant. Oh, man. Which are three 
what some people might say is perfect or near perfect films. Yeah. And then he also directed Mission Impossible. I was gonna say, so it is Brad Bird. Yes. Okay, because I was gonna say, wait a minute, is that the same guy? And it is same the guy. guy. Yeah. Well, he did Ghost Protocol. Yeah. Which a cartoon guy somehow went and did a live action movie. Insane. A big budget action. Like I still can't wrap my head around that. But and this it rarity was good. of a fourth film being, I think, better than the first film. Yeah, and, I mean, second, I know he's a big John Woo guy, but... I think second is the worst one, yeah. It's, I mean, it is, it's entertaining, but it's so long and ridiculous, and... It's just got people pulling off masks over and over and over (laughs) The whole thing, and you're just like, John Woo rips it off, and it's like, it's Michael Bay! It's just a Scooby-Doo episode, it's just... It's uh, so, yeah. and it's funny too to think how, and we've sort of mentioned this before, but just to think that there are now six of them, I think, and going to be another one, and of, the, of Mission Impossible, yeah. and the last three have been, or, or even four, yeah. have been yeah. really well reviewed, smash hits. Yeah, what? It's, <laughs> it's when J.J. Abrams took over the franchise. Yeah, because he's still producing and Bad Robot. Yeah, and even and the and the writer, uh, the Usual Suspects dude, Christopher McQuarrie. Oh yeah, as well. yeah. I mean, once you have someone who can actually write, you know, <laughs> it tends to help. But it's funny what I like about Incredibles two. It's fourteen years since the first one. Wow. So with the exception of Cars, which I, I don't talk about, I like to pretend <laughs> yeah. they're not real. Cars two is the best Pixar one. Is <laughs> Pixar really has integrity with their sequels? They wait for a good story. Mm-hmm. They wait to get their creative team back. Cars is the exception, I think, because they make so much money. I read that Cars is the biggest merch thing for Disney all time. How? All time. What? Because kids under a certain age love Cars. I was just listening to a podcast, and one of the guys said his little kid is four or five years old, and when you say, hey, it's movie night, what do you want to watch? Cars 3. Oh, we watched that ten times. There's three Cars? There's three Cars. I didn't even know that. That's You buried the lead on that one. But that's the exception. Everything, Almost everything else, Pixar is usually pretty great. Did they make another Planes movie, or is there just one of those? There's two of those. There's two Planes movies? Yeah. It's Cars' fault. Yes. The stupid kids keep going to see these Cars movies. Another episode of 36-year-old man (laughs) doesn't know how many sequels there are to children's films. Yeah. And then some Canadian content this week, an Ottawa premiere, Summer of 84. Woo! Very excited. It's from the Fantasia, Fright Fest, and SXSW winning team behind Turbo Kid, which we had a couple years ago, which was great. RKSS, is that what it is? Yes, because it's three directors, and I'm not sure what the initials stand for, if it's their last names or something. I don't remember. I used to know. Yeah, but it's a rarity. Three directors, because once upon a time, Directors Guild didn't even like two directors, because they really like to play up this auteur theory. Like the Cohen type thing, I guess. Yes, and the Coens, for half of their career had to pretend that one was a producer and one was a director. Yeah. And, it, and I forget which film they did first that they got to actually start saying Coen Brothers. Right. If you look at Fargo, it says, and I forget, I forget what, but it's like Joel is the producer and Ethan is the director. Yeah. But they were both doing and, both. Yeah, and, and screenplay as well because for some of them it's just one of them but like I think they yeah. both are involved. I mean, if you really wanted to try to figure out who does what, it's almost impossible, I'm sure. Yeah, but Summer of 84 is three directors, and it looks like, I think coincidentally, because I think they did it before, right. but it's of the more recent It, Stranger Things, yeah. 1980s set, Goonies style, kids on an adventure. Yeah. And this is, I don't even know if it's a horror film. I, I always kind of avoid trailers and stuff a yeah. little bit. It might have some gore in it, because it is... The kids think their neighbor is a murderer. Right. I think it's more of a thriller. 
Yeah, but, with horror, deep horror elements kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, might have some gore, some murder scenes in it. And there's obviously comedy, or at least like, you know, like yeah. chi- the first half hour is okay before things happen. Kind but of thing. That's my wheelhouse. I love, not to talk about TV or fake TV, I love Stranger Things. Right. I, anybody who complains about nostalgia, I'm like, oh, I love nostalgia. Yeah. I, I'm all in. Especially 80s nostalgia. Most of your arm is 80s nostalgia. So. Yes. <laughs> and it, the more recent it, right. where they changed... 50s to 80s and 80s to present day so it part two will be present day it was exactly my age right those kids were 100% how old I was Man. so that's weird that now where once upon a time somebody might watch something like Grease or American Graffiti mm-hmm. or Happy Days and that was their nostalgia yeah. now I'm oh I'm a grown up my nostalgia is now what people are making yeah it's, it's it got to feel weird. I love it, though. Oh, and and even, it. you know, we were talking about the, the Mandy movie being set yes. in 83. And it's just, yeah. it's so interesting now that people, we've reached this weird place, even like Ready Player One to a point, yeah. I guess, like, even though it's not set in the 80s. But it's funny just when we hit this point where we're like, okay, so uh, we're this age, we were through this, and yeah. now this is popular now, we're doing it again but and again. People seem shocked, but it always happens. For a while, back in the 90s, Sinatra-style music got really big. Yeah. It's, it's going to keep on happening. Wardrobe or fashion, mm-hmm. there always will be people looking a couple decades behind, especially when kids start stealing their parents' music or wardrobe. Yeah. So it's always going to happen. 30 years from now, there'll be people making nostalgic 2000s movies. And not too long from now, it's going to be the nostalgia of when the internet kicked in. There's always going to be that, but... So yeah, so Summer of 84, looking forward to. I really like that team a lot. Yeah, I'm, I've not watched it deliberately. There was a few... Ch- it played a couple festivals and stuff. Like, there was chances to check it out, but I knew we would end up getting it. Yeah. And it's just... It's it's worth a wait to see the... Like, Turbo Kid is such a blast of a movie. And oh, it just, yeah. Even if they weren't from Montreal and I, and I didn't already want to support Canadian, you know, or yeah. genre, I'll say, if not horror, it, it is pretty cool to just be able to wait it out and see something you really want to see here. And then we have our inexplicable world record holding 109th consecutive month screening The Room. Man. Still don't have an official announcement, but I think it's safe to roughly say that Greg is coming back. Right. Probably in the fall, definitely this year, with Best Friends, Best Fiends Part 2. If if it comes, imagine it's for the 111 screening of The Room, which really means nothing. Nothing, yeah. Three three numbers are fun. (laughs) Yeah. And then we have two screenings squeezed in. Proving that the weekly schedule is better than the monthly schedule. Another triumph for Another the weekly triumph schedule. Another triumph of a, a tribute to the late, great, recently departed Burt Reynolds. One pick from me and one pick from Lee. Try you to guess of, which one. Guess which one. <laughs> the fun, goofy musical is mine. Yeah. And the terrifying adventure is Lee. That finally makes sense, because I, yeah. I did think, I, I like, okay, so you get two picks of anything, and, and it's like, one, okay, that makes sense. The other one, I'm like, well, neither are bad choices, but it just seemed like the connective tissue was yeah. kind of strange. So it's Best Little Whorehouse in Texas and Deliverance. Both. <laughs> yeah. So I wish it was a double bill. I wish it was a double bill. One is on the Monday and Thursday, and the other one's on Tuesday, Wednesday. And I admit that, that again, what little power I have in the world, I told the to please put Best Little House on Monday or Wednesday because, or sorry, Monday or Thursday because Tuesday and Wednesday we're going to see School of Rock and Maria Bamford. So yeah. like School of Rock, the movie, the or musical, the, thing? the musical, okay. yeah, the Broadway musical. So. It's confusing nowadays. Yes, everything's <laughs> like a remake. Both but. are great. 
But I'm I'm excited. I've, I've it's good because I've seen Deliverance on the big screen before at the Mayfair once mm. upon a time. Best little whorehouse. I might have only seen on VHS and stuff. I actually recently bought the Blu-ray because it was on sale for six bucks or something. <laughs> Gwen and I saw the musical live in Vegas. I didn't even know there was a thing. It was a musical first, live musical first. Okay. Then the movie. But as they do often, Dolly made a couple of her original songs for the movie. Okay. Because that allows for, at the time, singles on the radio. Right. And... Also, there's that weird thing in the Oscars yeah, of Best that. Original Song. Yeah. So they wanted to try to get a nomination for that. I really love the movie, and yeah. I love the music. And it has the song, I Will Always Love You, which people mm. think is Whitney Houston in The Bodyguard, but is a remake. Yeah. It allowed Dolly to get another truckload of money Man. 15 years after <laughs> the movie. So. It would be better if she just rewrote her other songs to fit that movie. They're like, working nine to five in a whorehouse. You're like, well, yeah. it's just, what? that's <laughs> it, that same song. It is the director of 9 to 5. So there you got yeah. your tie in there. Yep. And yes, that's about it. We're going to wrap things up because we're both on the clock right now. It's true. And sooner or later, 8th grade's going to end. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's how the kids feel, too. Yeah. Uh, is there some, uh, uh, it's a girl's birthday who's seen it now and her, their friends oh. were there and they were like, it's her birthday. And then, I, but they were like youngish, and I was like, it's not like with an older person where you can be like, oh, are you in eighth grade or are you in your twenties or whatever? It's Here's like it hat. doesn't work opposite, you know. And I didn't want to be like, are you in eighth grade, and then have them be like, we're twenty two or something. And it yeah. just, I, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just wish you happy birthday and let this go. Cause, you just get maced and they yeah, walk away. Cause I'll find a way to like bungle my way through this situation. You can find the schedule online at mayfairtheater.ca along with other information. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And visit our friends at House of Targ, where I almost got a new record on my Dig Dug. But 400,000, not there yet? No, I went, I bumped into Blake, one of the Targ guys, as we were leaving the secret Christy Andrew birthday party. Right, so which it was I late. know nothing about. It was like 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. And he was like, you need to come in and play? And I'm like, I'm really tired. <laughs> but he peer pressured me into it. That's but, the best time always when we leave late, late night screenings. And yeah. you and Lee both see a squirrel or a person. And you're like, oh, I gotta go. And you yeah. run across the street. And all of a sudden, you're talking to someone at, in, at like 1 a.m. Yeah. on Bank Street. Both of you. It's it makes insane. us feel cool. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, that, that ended okay. Like, it's perfect That's just it. That's our little neighborhood is that we have... You know, we're friends with House of Targ, so yeah. it's like the bouncer was the same bouncer who does our the room nights or yeah. Rocky Horror or something. So yeah. And it's and I only just found out that there are two Joshes at Targ and I thought that there was only yeah. one Josh at both of our places. So in fact there are three. <laughs> so many Joshes. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> Stay tuned. Hopefully just keep on praying and keep on wishing. And our next episode, we'll just be talking about Mandy for half yeah, an hour. Yeah, we, we want hope. We all want Mandy. We'll see what happens. We know Nicolas no. Cage is the best. We're not not booking it because yeah. we can't right now. We, yeah, we love Cage. It is not humanly possible for us to book it yet. Yeah. But hopefully soon, it will be. There's a lot a lot of happening, a lot of festivals, a lot of excitement. Pray to Nick Cage, yeah, and yeah. it'll happen. The Cage gods. Yes. We're just happy that there's a movie getting good reviews, even if we don't yeah. have it right now. It's That's I believe. Yeah. I believe. Fingers crossed. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you soon at the Mayfair. Bye. Bye-bye. Stop. Man, Andrew barely talked this little bit. <laughs> God, Andrew. It's terrible. We should wake him up. Worst birthday ever. The best little whorehouse in Texas is in danger of being shut down. But until then, let the good times roll. Down at the Chick Chick Chicken Ranch, where lonely girls could have a chance, and a homely boy could find romance at the Chick Chick Chicken Ranch. Chick, 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 chicken ranch has been recouped in the song and dance. And I know you wouldn't want to miss the chance to come to the chicken ranch. It's foot stomping, rug hopping, sexy, good fun. Come on.
some trouble and fiery romance at the best little Texas chicken ranch. So long, partner. Y'all come back now, you hear? Join Burton Dolly at the best little whorehouse in Texas.